Hmm, let's see. I haven't seen Alice in Wonderland in 20 years or so, so this week's puns are going to be tough. Uh, alright, uh, here we go. Jack's clothes get stolen and he's as mad as a hatter. No, that that was bad. Let, let's try again. Uh, is this week's episode Tweedle Dumb? Or a Tweedle Delight? De oh man, that was terrible. Well, I guess jokes just aren't in the cards for this intro. Uh, this, this has got to recap. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 24. Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley, the sleepy boy. Mm hmm. I'm very sleepy. <laughs> After my long vacation, now I just want to take another vacation from my vacation. You deserve a vacation. You've been working hard on your vacation skills. <laughs> Hanging out with the dog. Yeah. That takes a lot out of you. I get it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was hard work. Not doing anything but playing video games. You deserved it. You know, we've been busy and work is tough and sometimes you need a little relaxation and I don't know. Now I'm also sleepy. This is a late record for us later than we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. We're really pushing it on this one. We're, uh, this is what we do for, for our, you, our fans. We want to make sure we get you this every week. Uh, we could do that or we could like record at a reasonable time where you and I both have more energy and maybe produce like a better content. Yeah, I, I guess we could do that. But, you know, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, we went in the other direction with it. Um, you know, when when everyone else zigs, we zag. <laughs> That's how we keep it fresh. Brendan, I uh, I just wanted to say I had a thought. OK, maybe, you know, how my stupid broken brain works i worry sometimes about the things we say on this podcast you know how how people might perceive kind of the way we're feeling or mm -hmm. um you know i i i just want to maybe bring spirits up a little bit here um i feel like so the last two weeks or three weeks i don't remember what episodes we've done <laughs> recently <laughs> no the last two weeks yeah uh we have done what I would consider, we've covered what I would consider two of like the most popular or sort of most well remembered and liked episodes of Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, between, yeah, Demongo last week and then before that with the five slash four hunters. <laughs> the varying um, number of hunters. Yeah, some amount of hunters. Um, those are two episodes, yeah, definitely two fan favorite episodes. And I feel like, you know, at times maybe we got a little negative on those episodes you know our, our thoughts on those episodes kind of went in sort of a darker place you know yeah yeah i can see that um and i just you know want to maybe make it clear uh you and me we love this television show very much oh yeah yeah if we didn't we wouldn't be doing this <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i just it's been an odd season, which maybe we'll touch more on in our season 
finale episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been kind of an odd season. Yeah, sort of like a lot of ups and downs and like weird choices, which (laughs) we'll certainly cover today. Um, But yeah, I I mean, on the whole, you know, we we do really enjoy this television show. and, And I think if you're going to sort of be looking back critically on something like this, you know, you want to be as honest with your opinions, like in the moment as you possibly can be instead of trying to like paint everything with the same brush that you might've had 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. You know, at least be honest with yourself now about how, you know, maybe everything is held up. I think, you know, maybe that's more valuable out of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. We just, we just want the show to be the best show that it can be. 20 years later, we're giving them this <laughs> important feedback Someone will listen and, yeah, really steer this show in the right direction it needs to go, I think. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody really (laughs) complained about that. I don't think any listeners said anything like, you guys hate this show. I just kind of had that thought like, man, I'm feeling like a little bummed about like some of the things that we've said. I feel like we might hate this show. I don't hate this show. And I know (laughs) you don't hate this show. I know everyone listening to this podcast doesn't hate the show either. And I just want everyone to know we're all in the same team here. Uh, <laughs> this show rules and we love recapping episodes of it. So with that said, Brendan, let's go ahead and do that again and recap another episode. Yeah, let's do it right now. Watch it. Episode 24 of Samurai Jack. Maybe my favorite episode title Maybe my favorite episode title yet, or or perhaps at least since the simplicity of Jack in Space, which really I liked <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to figure out what it was. I was trying to guess it in my head while I was watching it. Uh, we're going to simplify things again, as, we, as we've done in other past episodes of the show. Uh, Brendan, the, the title of episode 24 of Samurai Jack is Jack is Naked. Is it really? <laughs> It really is. That was not one of the ones that I was tossing around. <laughs> I had How like, could it not be? I had like Jack in Wonderland or Jack and yeah. the White Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> All valid options. Uh, no, that is not Jack what we've chosen to naked. focus on in the episode <laughs> title. We've we've chosen to focus in on the lack of clothing, which is a repeated theme in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack is naked. September 27th. 2002. So the opening of the episode, we're looking at a swamp, like a swamp with all this dirty, muddy water and vines everywhere. Uh, There's this little smiley frog that's just sitting in the swamp having a good time and and gets immediately eaten by his snake. Yeah. And the snake just kind of stares at the camera with the frog in its mouth for like what felt like a really long time. They really want you to focus in on the tragedy of that happy frog. <laughs> the and frog's legs sticking out of the snake's mouth still. It's the circle of life, you know. Snakes gotta eat. And uh, wrong place, wrong time for the frog. Yeah. Um, yeah. After this tragic event, uh, the camera sort of pans around the swamp for a bit. And then it pans down towards the water, which starts to bubble. And from the water, this gigantic, huge beast with these gnarly horns and big red glaring eyes, like burst out of the surface of the water. And inside of this beast's gaping maw of sharp, razor sharp teeth 
is Samurai Jack, like, holding its jaws wide open. Yeah, he's fighting uh, an Alaskan bullworm, it looks like. Essentially, yeah. You can't really tell in this shot, but, like, later on it, like, splashes around in the water. It's got this weird, like, long worm body, which is kind of inconsistent with, like, the bull head (laughs) that it has. Yeah. It's a fun monster design. I like it a lot. And it's another example of, like, the very opening shot of the episode is, like, Jack is up to something that we don't know, like, how we even got here. Yeah, what's the purpose of this? How, why is he in the swamp? What's going on? How'd he end up in the mouth, like, fighting for his life here? Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. We don't need to know. No, we don't need to know. We just need to enjoy it. Um, yeah, The monster splashes back down into the water And uh, Jack pops his head up from the surface and looks around. He's like all muddy and nasty and covered in stinky swamp juice. Mm -hmm. Um, And the monster appears behind him in the water and Jack tries to swim away, but it lunges at him and uh, catches him in its giant jaws. And then they struggle, you know, back and forth for a little bit. There's some fun shots of Jack, like, on top of this this creature, riding it like a bull with, like, those giant horns, which is fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a well-done shot for something that we know nothing about or will never learn anything about. No. Yeah. Uh, short-lived, this, this character. But it does get a little screen time towards the end of the episode, but only parts of its body. <laughs> um, yeah. They, they struggle. There's lots of splish splashing. And then... Jack draws his sword and the two of them splash down into the water and a bunch of bubbles start to appear on the surface again with like this crackling electricity in them. Um, And this beast, it it bursts out from the water with like a giant screech and it's got Jack's sword like stuck directly in its big worm belly. (laughs) Got him. Got him. Uh, He, Jack no scoped him with the sword and uh, this worm, Falls over dead in the water. And Jack swims away, swims to shore, climbs up onto the shore. And yeah, he looks like really frustrated because he's like just completely dripping in like this disgusting mud. Yeah, it's probably stanky. Yeah. Smelly, stinky swamp goop. Um, He's not into it. So naturally, Jack's got to clean himself up. Yeah, we get what essentially is like a shampoo commercial. <laughs> for like a couple (laughs) minutes (laughs) this is where things get really steamy um yeah jack as he'll do more than anyone else that exists in fiction uh he finds a big beautiful waterfall somewhere in the middle of the forest (laughs) yeah not too far from the swamp but far enough that everything looks really nice and clean yeah the, the water is pristine yeah crystal clear blue um yeah he he Finds this waterfall and he smiles and sets his sword down on a rock and takes off all of his clothes and walks into this this water, this big pool of water and starts bathing in the waterfall. And he's having a really great time. Um, (laughs) There's a shot of Jack slicking back his wet hair like across (laughs) back of his head. He's got these huge fucking rippling muscles, like with the water crashing over them. It's like the sexiest that (laughs) Samurai Jack has ever looked on this television show. It really feels like they're trying to sell me something during this scene. The way he like throws his hair back. It's like, is this a Maybelline commercial? What the hell is going on? 
it is very much like that. But yeah, it's like also like oddly erotic. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking that this particular scene might have like awakened some sort of sexual <laughs> like <laughs> feelings in a lot of children in 2001. Like, oh, wait, this is what I'm into. Wait, I like this. <laughs> Hold on. I'm feeling things for the first time. <laughs> I don't Mom and dad, this. can you come in here? Yeah, it's uh, Jack's, Jack's looking good, but uh, cleans himself right up, swims over to the side of this pool of water, and he's relaxing, sort of taking in nature around him, looking around, um, taking in nature, which, by the way, consists of like a gigantic toucan and also a bunch of turtles that are stacked yeah, on top of each stacked. other yeah. i love the turtles and the toucan's got a got a real fun face and just keeps going wah, wah, wah. <laughs> i don't understand why there's a bunch of yurtle the turtles like all in this <laughs> nature scene around him i don't know i guess the animators were having fun with this still image that they got to paint <laughs> yeah the the matte painting they pan over for a while Hardly the weirdest thing we'll see in this episode, but very funny nonetheless. Yeah, he's relaxing, uh, but while he's doing this, he hears a rustling sound behind him, and he, he kind of turns around and then gets up out of the water and walks over to that rock where he left his clothes and his sword, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Swiped. Yeah, someone someone has, has made away with his items. Uh, a, a white rabbit starts hopping away and it's carrying Jack's clothes and his sword. But it's funny because there's kind of two different shots of this white rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them where it's very clearly not carrying anything and looks very much like an actual rabbit. Yep. And then in the second one, it's kind of like a static image of a rabbit that is carrying his sword and clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the time we see the rabbit, I think throughout the episode, it's not carrying anything. No, but we're just supposed yeah. to remember that that rabbit has his stuff. It's yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah, trying to make it very clear, like, oh, the rabbit. Yeah, the rabbit's got his stuff. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Does it? Though? I'm not convinced. Yeah, this might be a wild goose chase, a wild rabbit chase. Oh, if you will. Hey, oh, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Jack chases after this rabbit and chases it through a forest that is conveniently made up of nothing but waist-high bushes. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the Simpsons movie. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Anything they can put in the way to block the Jack goods, they, they find a way to do it very easily. Uh, he finds some tracks, uh, rabbit tracks, on the ground in front of him, and he chases after them. But he falls into a hole in the ground, like this very deep hole that he falls into for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like landed at the bottom of this hole and he's he's kind of surrounded by darkness and starting to kind of wake up a little bit. Uh, he slowly wakes up to the sound of car horns. And uh, a- as he looks around, he is in the middle of this very busy street that is filled with all of these like dr seuss style cars Mm -hmm. yeah everything's like made of mushrooms uh all the buildings and some of the people even have like mushroom caps on their heads yeah he it's it's really bizarre um he ducks behind a mailbox and like does finally kind of like look around at the scenery around him and yeah everything is like mushroom themed like the people have mushroom hats and 
yeah, the cars have are shaped like mushrooms. There's like hot air balloon taxi cars that have mushrooms all over them. Yep. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Um, although I thought that maybe like the mushrooms, I when I first saw these people walking around with mushrooms on their head, I thought they were like organically part of their heads. Oh, yeah. Like they were um, mushroom people. Right. Uh, but then we do see there is a lady hanging out laundry on a line and she's hanging out a mushroom hat. So mm-hmm. they're just hats. Yeah, just hats like a like a toad. Ooh, that's controversial. <laughs> that's what we're here for. The hot takes. Are you willing to take this stance? Oh, I am. I will die on the, the toad's hat is a hat hill. It's all right. We'll just have to bring on Yoshisor T. Munchie Koopas <laughs> to uh, really debate this with us. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like looking around. There's this great jaunty music that starts playing in the background, too. This episode is filled with really good music, like fun, jazzy music. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, it reminded me of like those Merry Melody cartoons that you used to watch. Like yeah, the, the old Looney Tunes kind of things. It kind of felt like one of those. Yeah, it is that kind of fun, upbeat vibe. Um, but as Jack is looking around at this, uh, a burglar starts running towards him and is carrying like a very large sack uh, 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 on his shoulder. He's like a very stereotypical burglar wearing like a striped shirt, I think, and like a mask over his eyes yeah. with like an old timey news hat. And a big cigar that he's chomping on. Um. And Jack, they're not looking at each other, and and they sort of run right into each other. And the burglar looks up at Jack, and he just says to him, hey, why don't you watch where you're – and then kind of, like, notices that he's naked and just says, naked? (laughs) Yeah, and the the cigar pops out of his mouth and does, like, a spin, and he sticks out his lips, and it makes, like, a kissing noise, and he catches (laughs) it with his mouth again. (laughs) Awooga, I'm pretty sure he says. And then his jaw drops all the way to the floor and his tongue rolls out across the sidewalk. Yeah. And somebody has to come roll it back up and put it in his mouth again. Yeah, smacks right into Jack. And Jack <laughs> says to him, he apologizes beforehand, but says that he's going to need to borrow this burglar's clothes. <laughs> and uh, just immediately punches him in the face and knocks him out. Yeah, it makes a sound of like a banjo being smashed. <laughs> Yeah, just completely clocks him and, and drags his unconscious body into an alley behind <laughs> them, which then he pops out of the alley wearing the burglar's outfit. There's a lot of really fun moments in this episode, mm. which we'll cover, of Jack like dressing up in different outfits. It's like the Super Mario Odyssey of Samurai Jack episodes. Oh, you see, I was thinking more like Hitman, uh, like the newer also Hitman that. games. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very fun, like Jack's costume party that he, he embarks on in this episode. But the best part of the burglar outfit is that he's still chomping on that cigar. Yeah, and he carried the sack with him, too. And carrying the sack. <laughs> Why would he carry the sack? Why would he just leave that? There's no reason for this. There's no reason. He just, yeah, he thought, like, without that, those two elements, the look is not complete. Yeah, he's really got to know who he is. Really got to sell the bit on this one. <laughs> Jack doesn't do anything halfway. Well, it really works for me. I think it's very funny. Um, But we then reach what I think is maybe the most important line uh, of the entire Samurai Jack TV show so far. Maybe not for the purpose of like the Samurai Jack canon, but for the purpose of our podcast. Yep. This is the one. (laughs) I knew 
you would be watching this episode and thinking, oh, man, I, <laughs> Nick's going to be pleased. That son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jack, for saying what you're about to say. Uh, he remarks on his own burglar outfit. I don't have the entire line written down here because it's not important. But what he says is, although they lack the comfort, durability, and style of my Gee, I actually rewound it, put on the subtitles and watched it again just to make sure that I wasn't mishearing him. I felt so fucking (laughs) redeemed by Jack saying gee. Yeah, I just it filled me with such joy. We don't have to dance around with this fancy pants kimono (laughs) talk anymore. Let's just get back to basics on this podcast all along. If only we, we knew what we were talking yeah, about. If only we'd seen this episode, uh, what was it, three weeks ago? <laughs> if we'd seen this episode three weeks ago, we might have been like, I don't know about the direction of this TV show. That's true. Although <laughs> it would have been like immediately preceding an episode about dragon farts. That's true. Like, yeah, what that's the hell's true. going on now? They really went off the rails <laughs> in season two. <laughs> uh,. God bless you, Samurai Jack, for saying that you wear a gi. You've made my life so much easier. Because like we talked about at the top of the episode, my brain is broken. So like I it, I never felt good saying anything. So now we have a definitive yep. stance. Jack is wearing a gi. If anybody tells us I'm we're going wrong, to continue saying we can, that. We can just pull up this clip. We have the receipts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really good about it. Um it's yeah, it's definitely like a banner moment in our podcast, I think, is this this line. So once again, thank you, Gandhi Tartakovsky. Thank you, Phil Lamar. Thank you, uh, the Academy. Pretty much anyone who was involved in this. Thank you very yeah, much. I think this is another instance, actually, of them hearing us from the future. They they knew that we were struggling with this. That's right. Uh, and they they just wrote it in for us just to be like, those fucking idiots. Let's get, throw them a bone here. Now, we are sort of shaping the history of time here. We could go back and sort of stop like a lot of atrocities that have occurred throughout human history. But really, I think this is the important stuff yeah, that we're. Yeah, this is the most important thing we would want to use our powers for. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, let us dwell no longer on the ghee discussion uh, forever. <laughs> it's settled. It is settled. Um, Jack picks up this big <laughs> sack that the burglar had again for no reason. I don't know why he does it, uh, but he picks up this big sack and he walks away to look for that white rabbit. Uh, and as he's walking through the city streets, he walks directly into this giant angry mob and all these, <laughs> these angry folks look at him and they accuse Jack of stealing their cats. Yep. And as soon as they said this, my, I came up with two jokes both of which make it into the episode. <laughs> Made it onto the episode anyway. Yeah, we have one immediately after this, which is very funny the way they present it. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> um, yeah, Jack like tries to explain, like, no, you don't understand, and but they don't listen. And, and then there's a big chase scene. Um, as they're chasing them, uh, yeah, they they sort of stole your thunder, I guess, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> the lady at the front of the pack says, uh, you'll never get away, you no good. And then kind of like hesitates, like, oh, I don't know if I really want to say this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that e- easy with the joke. It's <laughs> low-hanging fruit. <laughs> the man next to her literally says, go on, say it. <laughs> so she says, 
cat burglar. <laughs> womp womp. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Yeah, they chase Jack around the city like it's the fucking monkeys TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like back and forth, like down these corridors, like they run into each other unexpectedly. It's, you know, very zany. There, I just was a little disappointed there wasn't one shot where the mob runs out and Jack's following them. We didn't get like the whole like full on Scooby Doo moment, but we got That's pretty true. close. Yeah, they leaned heavily into it enough. Um, Jack keeps running from them, and uh, one of these floating balloon taxi cars runs into Jack, like knocks him over. He just gets um, straight up hit by a taxi. <laughs> yeah, he gets hit by a car full on. <laughs> Which would be enough to end most lives, but not Jack's. No. The driver gets out of this car and apologizes to him. Um, the driver is a walrus man mm-hmm. who has an Indian accent. So, <laughs> yeah. like, it's maybe a little, like, mm, troubling with the taxi driver's <laughs> stereotype kind of. I don't know. Who are we to say? Uh, <laughs> nobody. No, certainly not us. Um. But the uh, this walrus man offers Jack a ride in the taxi. Uh, Jack jumps in and tells him to leave. Uh, but the taxi driver is like oddly stalling while describing like the mob that's chasing after them yeah. and Jack's urgency to get away from the mob. Yeah, he's like, oh, it looks like that mob's trying to get your attention. <laughs> and I can tell yes. by I can tell by how frightened you are that you want to get out of here. Jack's like, yes, can we go? <laughs> yeah, stop fucking with me, old man. uh yeah the walrus man he's like kind of killing a lot of time here that jack doesn't have and and they finally like try to get moving but the 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 taxi won't move at all and the driver he tells jack oh well the the car's too heavy because of course it's on a balloon so it's got to float it's too heavy they can't get it to move the crowd finally catches up with them and tries to jump on the taxi um Jack karate chops one of them off of the taxi to which the driver says, thank you, sir. Come again. In a very stereotypical (laughs) Indian accent accent, uh, which I don't feel good about, but I had to bring it up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jack fights off the rest of the crowd jumping at them uh, and realizes that they need to drop some more weight from this taxi to get away uh, and looks directly at this gigantic sack that he's carrying around that I'm still, I'm not sure he knows exactly what's in it just <laughs> no. yet, even though it has been described. Yeah. Somebody straight up told him, but you know, he's, he's a little preoccupied. No. Yeah. He might not have heard that, but we did, uh, which gets a fun payoff moment of, uh, Jack dumping this sack of cats <laughs> out of the side of the taxi. I thought it was wild that he just started pouring them out of the bag rather than just like putting the bag down. No. Yeah, he <laughs> makes it rain cats all over this crowd below them, uh, which I think is very funny, but the cats are fine, and the crowd looks pleased to have their cats back. Uh, Brendan, I believe this is probably the other joke that you oh, had come is. up with. Yeah, it is. That's all right. I mean, if they're going to take the time to animate the very obvious jokes, they then have to then say the very (laughs) obvious jokes. Yeah, you have to. Um, Otherwise, it's not worth it. You know, it's a kid's show. Like, the subtext is not necessarily always evident. You've really got to – it can't be subtext. It's just got to be text. Yeah, (laughs) kids are stupid. 
uh, kids are stupid, but we're very smart, which is why we understood that the joke that the driver was going to make is uh, the cat's out of the bag now. Yep. <laughs> but I'm t- zing. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, I mean, I'm glad that it happened, yeah. but I also don't know that it should have. I don't know. I liked it. I was, it's I was happy that they they committed to the bit. It's a complicated episode. <laughs> We're just getting started. Um, they finally fly away from the angry mob. Um, they fly like high up above the city and they fly. Th- so this is the weirdest part of the episode. They fly into like this very dark cave. Uh, and in this cave, a fairy floats by yeah. the taxi, <laughs> but it's got like, it's like a very small fairy with like fairy wings and it's wearing like a little outfit, but it's got like the head of an elephant yep. that is also wearing a top hat. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this little elephant fairy. Well, and Jack is fascinated by it. Like he's staring at it and it kind of like looks back at him and they have a <laughs> moment and then it like vanishes yeah, um, it's amazing. Jack, Jack says to the driver, what was that? And the driver just says, what was what? <laughs> and that's all we get. That's it. <laughs> There's no explanation. <laughs> I want to know more. They have they have like this very deep moment of the two of them like staring at each other. And then the joke is like, oh, don't worry about it. And then it's gone. Yeah, it's like a very quiet like it hangs on the shot of the fairy flying away. He's got like one leg kind of folded up over the yeah. other one and he's got like his hands together while he's flying like something's going on with this guy he seems important he's like maybe he's the ruler of this land i don't know i mean i'd be willing to buy that but like we don't get any detail on this weird elephant fairy yeah i love and it. then it's gone i don't it's know maybe yeah one of i my mean my favorite design in the show so far <laughs> Oh, well, the character design is great. Yeah, there's no denying that. Um, I have good news for you, Brendan. It's maybe not the last time we'll talk about this elephant fairy Hell during yeah. this episode. Hell yeah. Yeah, they the, <laughs> the driver like completely dismisses whatever Jack just said and uh, like points down and says like, oh, I see a white rabbit. <laughs> he doesn't even know Jack's looking for it. He's just like, oh, look there, a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. What an oddity in this world. Um, lucky for Jack, that's exactly what he's looking for. So he leaps straight out of the taxi <laughs> yep. in midair. But you know he's going to be fine. Um, he starts jumping down these buildings to the ground level. Um, and starts chasing after this white rabbit again, and almost sort of catches up to it. But then turns a corner, and that angry mob is after him again. You'd think they just let it go after they got their cats back. Yeah, but I, I guess actually, they're out for blood now. I did think that. <laughs> And I was like, why are they still chasing yeah. them? They got their cats back. What are they mad about? And then I thought about it for like another second. And I was like, yeah, I'd probably still be pretty pissed. <laughs> Look, you know, they've got, Jack has to pay for his sins. <laughs> um, anyway, they start chasing after Jack again. Uh, he like looks up at a building behind him and sees an open window. So he climbs up the side of this building and the uh, the mob like notices him uh, climbing it and like runs into the door of this building. Um, Jack finds himself in a dressing room mm-hmm. with 
racks and racks of like these very uh, fine dresses, like these very elaborate dresses hanging on these racks. Yep. So <laughs> the mob enters the building and like runs all the way up to this this room that they saw Jack enter and they bang on the door, like demanding that he opens the door and he does open the door. But now he is wearing a blue dress with a white apron and a blonde wig. <laughs> yep. And they are now like very heavily leaning into like some Alice in Wonderland shit yeah. in this episode. If you weren't sure up until this point, this is really where they're like, get it. <laughs> you following us. But it seems like they had like a mild idea of like, oh, Jack chases the white rabbit down a hole and finds himself in an odd world. But like, I don't really remember a lot about Alice in Wonderland, but I don't think it was like a bunch of people with mushrooms on their heads and cat burglar. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I don't think uh, I don't think that's wrong. I think <laughs> I think you're you're kind of got a point. Um, we could we could try to figure out where they got all these characters based on the original right. works. It's the the maybe the Cheshire cat burglar. Is mm. he had a British accent, right? Is Cheshire a, pl- a place in the UK? Oh, most certainly. Well, it so is. maybe maybe the accent was was a Cheshire accent. Mm. Maybe that joke is actually deeper than we thought, or maybe not. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> That's giving them a ton <laughs> of credit, uh, but they've earned it at this point. So we'll lean with it. Um, it yeah, it's just weird. It's like weird. Like, I'm I'm willing to accept that they had the thought of, like, oh, let's do a Jack is Alice in Wonderland episode. But, like, it feels like they kind of pick and choose when they want it to be that. Yeah. Which, I, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's very funny, though. Jack is, yeah, now wearing this dress and a wig. And uh, he answers the door and puts on a very delicate female voice (laughs) and uh just says to them hello yeah (laughs) jack has a lot of fun yeah it's pretty good role we got phil lamar pretending to be a japanese man pretending to be a a woman (laughs) Um, my mind is exploding (laughs) yeah it's really funny uh the the angry mob like apologizes to this lady uh and like apologizes for barging in uh and they ask if Jack has seen a thief anywhere near here, uh, to which he just replies, no. And they go, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry again. And they like run away from him. Yeah, easy enough. Yeah, he, uh, as they run away, he uh, he runs away himself like into this hallway and through a door. And from the other side of the door, a man in a, tuxi- a tuxedo uh, stops him and says, uh, oh, there you are. We've been looking all over for you. Yeah, where is the real person they're looking for? This is a, this is a mystery a, that never gets solved, I believe. This is a thought I had. Yeah, like, this dressing room was empty when Jack entered it, so it's not like he knocked out, like, the person he was trying to impersonate. <laughs> like, they were just never there, so they've got their own tragic kind of story going on here that we'll never know. Yeah, maybe they're involved with that elephant guy some somehow. Maybe that was the elephant oh, fairy... Ah, man, I don't know. My, It's just... I'm going to need a whole spin-off the, series about this town. Are you sure about that? Oh, yeah, I'm positive. I want to see more. <laughs> I want six seasons. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to get it. 
Um, but it would it would always be a thrill. <laughs> I that's that's the only thing you could promise about that. It was a, it would always be interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this uh, tuxedo man pushes Jack like back through the hallway, pushes him out a doorway, and says, "You're on." And it turns out Jack is now standing on a stage in a play in front of a huge audience. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very awkward silence as like he looks out at the audience and all these people look back at him and he's standing on the stage next to like another actor. Um, It's just this very like awkward, silent moment that it immediately cuts to commercial. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is a part of the episode where we really get a good look at the color palette they've got going on for this one. They have a lot of like really nice like pinks and like a cool green that's that's kind of everywhere and a lot of purples. We're getting like a like a, a black light kind of vibe from the whole episode. Yeah, no, I noticed that too. It was cool, like themes, like cool kind of chill undergroundy vibes. Yeah, you yeah, know? like it definitely very kind of uh, earthy tones. Was was pretty different from what we usually see in terms of like the the design and the style of the show. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of cool colors. Uh I liked it a lot. Um after the commercial it cuts back, uh it's still a silent moment and uh the other actor on the stage they deliver uh a line in this play. Uh actually calls Jack the Princess of Hearts, mm-hmm. which again is like another <laughs> like weird picking and choosing Alice in Wonderland type shit that they do in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just rolled with it. I was kind of fine with it. They don't even, I yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, I wish they maybe had leaned into it a little bit more. I was fine with it. It's just, yeah. it felt odd when it would happen and then not happen and then happen again. I don't know. Yeah. I get what I'm you nitpicking. Mean. Yeah. That's what we do. That's, that's what the show's all about, baby. Um, Jack doesn't know how to respond to the actor's line, of course, Mm -hmm. and like looks around on the stage and looks off the side of the stage at the tuxedo man who is like stamping his foot very impatiently, like horrified by Jack's performance in the play, Um, tells Jack to deliver his line to which Jack just like puts his hand up to his ear and is like shaking his head like, I don't understand what (laughs) it is. What do you say? I don't know what a line is. The man tells Jack to scream and Jack <laughs> lets out like this very dainty little yelp. Yeah, he kind of goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. He's basically, yeah, just letting out a big breath. <laughs> the guy looks pissed. <laughs> this is not this is not what they practice. This is not how rehearsals went. Uh, usually yeah, much sort of more bombastic performance from the princess of hearts (laughs) um man i hope she's okay wherever she is yeah he uh man gives jack another line to deliver uh and jack says uh my fair prince will rescue me which he delivers like very stalely yeah stalely is probably not a word but i did it anyway um (laughs) (laughs) There's like this very flat line and then gives like a very awkward smile, like looking out at the crowd, like, (laughs) how did I do? (laughs) I'm nailing it. (laughs) I was born for this. Uh, He was born for the stage. Um, He's giving a once in a lifetime performance, uh, but his line is cut off as a apple falls out of his stuffed bra. (laughs) 
<laughs> we see which it. I kind of didn't even notice to this point. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? He did stuff his bra with apples. Yeah, uh, I had noticed. And then when the apple rolls out and you see him again and he's only got one like tit still right. in his shirt. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they really they really did the damn thing. <laughs> uh, he really had to sell the <laughs> princess look. And then, yeah, they were like, all right, well. Yeah, let's just be honest with it. He <laughs> lost an apple. This is what it is. Uh, it's very funny. Um, the The other actor says uh, to Jack that the prince will be too late to save him from the Cheshire dragon, he actually mm-hmm. says. Yep. Uh, at which point, the shadow of Aku appears over this castle <laughs> that's on the set. Yeah, and Jack just fucking loses it. <laughs> Jack doesn't really understand what's going on here. And he yells out in his own Samurai Jack voice. He says, ah, cool. (laughs) And steals the staff that the other actor was holding and launches himself towards this shadow, which like pops out of the castle. And it turns out it's just this little like Chinese dragon puppet thing with like a couple actors inside of it. Yep. Uh, And it pops up with a, a, a lot of time. Like between when it shows itself and when Jack starts beating yes. the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. Jack's eyes are closed as he's just like lunging himself into this battle with what he thinks is Aku. Um, so he doesn't see the <laughs> the actual uh, character in the scene and just starts yeah wailing on it with the staff, <laughs> just beating the hell out of it. And the one person we can see, like uh, one of the puppeteers in the mouth of the dragon, looks to me like a child. So he's just like beating the hell out of these children dressed as a dragon. <laughs> oh, man. Good for Jack. Uh, everyone is stunned. The tuxedo man is like completely stunned. The crowd starts roaring in applause. Oh, yeah. This is the best show they've ever seen. Um, Jack is kind of confused by whatever is happening here and looks up into the crowd and sees the rabbit is running sort of behind the crowd and then chases it away out of the scene, uh, which is funny because as he does that, the prince finally does appear in the scene of the play and uh, is seemingly unaware that like any of this just happened. Yeah, he was not paying attention to what was going on on stage, <laughs> uh, which is funny because like, you know, he's got to know when to come in to deliver his own lines. But maybe he was just very specifically waiting for yeah, that one line and not even really listening to the rest. He's of the just play. got a timer. <laughs> he, he comes in at a specific time. <laughs> Jack chases after that white rabbit, uh, chases it up a staircase and sees it running, like in, entering into a subway, like down a set of stairs into a subway. Um, it's f- funny. There are two posters like on the wall behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them says mushroom, my mushroom. Yep. Then the other one says, oh, lucky mushroom. Yeah, so those must be uh, Captain My Captain, and I don't know what Oh Lucky Mushroom would be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was always Oh Lucky Mushroom. They just lifted that one straight <laughs> from the real world and put it into Samurai Jack. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that they took the time to put posters in the city, but like just just throw the word mushroom on it. It's fine. <laughs> it's like that game people play online where you take a book title and replace a word with like penis or something. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Basically, this episode is a Twitter trend. (laughs) Um, Jack chases after that white rabbit down the subway stairs um, and he enters this terminal that has like a bunch of these red 
bug-like trains. They're like almost like organic trains. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange. It's kind of cool, though. I like that there's like a twisting yeah. network of like, they almost seem like vines or roots or something that these things run along. And they're like all yeah. up in the ceiling and going all over every which way. It's kind of like a weird, yeah, cool, like sci-fi fantasy concept yeah. of this train system. Um, but he looks in the uh, window of one of these trains that's still in the station, and he can see that white rabbit like sitting directly in the window. Yeah, just sitting on the train. <laughs> just chilling. He's got his ticket. You know, he's good to go. Um, he leaps after the train, starts chasing after it as it starts moving. Uh, but as he's running, these small children block his path, and they look up at him still wearing his Alice in Wonderland outfit. And they say, Oi, it's the Princess of Hearts, just like in the play. <laughs> this is, I think I brought it up before uh, when they had another like little British sounding girl on this show. But it sounds exactly like uh, one of the little girls from the very beginning of the first Fable game. The one whose uh, teddy bear has gone missing and you've got to find right. it for her. It sounds exactly like her. Um I still have not checked on it to see if it is. It very well could be. I mean, the time period is not drastically different yeah. if I'm sort I think of it's right around my, the same period, yeah. Yeah, so that's entirely possible. It's very much like a stereotypical young Cockney girl yeah. accent. Um, but yeah, these, these three little girls are like blocking his path and they're like, oh, it's just like the Princess of Hearts. And they point behind Jack at this billboard that's behind him in the subway station that has a pretty lady on it that's dressed in the exact same outfit that <laughs> yeah. he's wearing. It's like an advertisement for the play that he was accidentally in. Yeah, just happens to be there. What happened to that lady? I don't you know. know. Now I we know what she looks know. like, too. There's a deeper mystery going on in this episode. That's maybe, yeah, the most important plot line of this episode that gets no screen time. No. But it's all I can think about now. Wouldn't it be real fun, though, if you went back and watched it and in the background of, like, many scenes, you could see her plot happening, like an episode of Community or something. There's just entire storylines happening in the background. You know, it'd be funny is if you saw her in the background and she was dressed up like Samurai Jack. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. She's, like, that doing would be the good... opposite of what he's doing. <laughs> Even if it was just like one frame of her like winking at the camera wearing Jack's ski, that would be really funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, next time. <laughs> um, these <laughs> little girls point at Jack's outfit and say like, oh, I want it. Like, I want his dress. I want his apron. I want this. I want that. And start literally tearing these items of clothing off of his body, which is like it's, pretty drastic. Yeah, it was actually kind of like. Uh, terrifying in a way the way these girls just like descend on him and start like ripping him apart literally tearing him, <laughs> yeah tearing him to pieces like everything on him um which is not the way that you should treat celebrities no. in real life when you see them yeah just start tearing everything off of his body uh one of them says uh, oh i want her hair and rips jack's entire wig off so now it's just Jack standing in front of them with like the small bit of torn cloth around his waist. Yeah. Uh, the one that takes his hair, though, uh, after seeing the other ones rip the the the, the blouse and the, <laughs> the apron and the dress off, she says, I want the hair, grabs it, and then looks shocked when it comes off. As a wig. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did like, she expect to happen? <laughs> like, isn't this what you wanted? <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe she thought like, oh, this is a good gag. I'm just going to pull her hair. I know it <laughs> yeah. won't come off. And just like the, the way she looked so shocked about it, I was like, what the hell were you expecting? Like, and She had so many chances to kind of pick up on this was maybe not the same lady that they <laughs> thought it was, like as Jack's body was being revealed piece by piece. Yeah, I don't um, know. Kids are stupid. These are odd little kids, and they're very stupid. Um, but they look up at Jack, yeah, now just in this tiny little loincloth, and they scream, and Jack runs away back towards the train. Um, and he's running alongside the train, and there's this constable, like this police officer walking around with like a very tall hat, like Doug Dimadome. Yep. Um, <laughs> just like on patrol in the subway station, and uh, yells at Jack and says, Hey, you can't run around here almost naked. Which is the beginning of a good almost naked run that will will sort of be on for the remainder of this episode. Mm. The uh, police officer puts in like an APB on like a little phonograph that he winds up to like let out a message um, and says like, hey, all units uh, be aware uh, we have to arrest a almost naked man. Yeah. And it like plays over all the loudspeakers in the uh, in the subway system, like everyone walking around hears it going on. <laughs> An almost naked man. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> highly unusual in this underground world we find ourselves in. Yeah, not allowed. No, it's uh, apparently explicitly forbidden by the <laughs> law. Um, Jack keeps running after the train and runs into a few more officers who try to block his path. Um, and he hops onto the train track and starts running into a tunnel behind the train. And he's running as fast as the train. Like, he catches all the way up to the train, which is remarkable. Oh, yeah. Yep. But maybe not unexpected. This is Jack we're talking about. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He's the main character. He's, he's, we talk about him every week <laughs> on this show. Um, yeah, he runs after the train. The officers follow him in, like, this little car that's a beetle it's like another bug there's a lot of bug cars i don't know yeah uh, we've switched from mushrooms to bugs yeah i just kind of wish that it was one of those like those carts where they have the, the like the lever that each person has to yeah. push on both sides that would be good yeah um we just get a regular bug with big big no, sharp it's just teeth. a regular bug car <laughs> yeah disappointing um but jack catches up to the train jumps onto the back of it and he struggles to open the door um, he looks in the door, like starts pounding on it, trying to get anyone's attention. Uh, there's a little baby in its mother's arms that like looks through the window on the door and starts laughing at Jack. Yeah, laughing and waving at him. Jack like tries to reason with this baby, like pointing at the door, essentially like asking it to let him in. <laughs> Hello, small child. Please open the door for me. I don't know if I was Jack. Maybe I wouldn't be trusting small children after what he just went through. Yeah, I don't know. Um. No, the, the baby just laughs at him and does not let him in. Um, those officers are almost caught up to Jack, uh, but he manages to rip the train door off and throws it back behind him down this tunnel, which collides with the bug car and explodes it. It's like a massive explosion, too. <laughs> if we didn't get like the very next shot of all of them lying on the ground, like kind of yeah, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't get that, he would have just straight up murdered those guys. I thought they were dead i thought they were gonna pay it no mind again like oh well that's the end of them um no we do see them like calling for backup 
This is like huge Hollywood explosion after he collides this yeah. door with a bug. Oh, yeah. The guy who calls her backup pulls out like a smaller version of that crank phone thing that he used before, like a, a cellular one. Technology is <laughs> amazing. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, Jack enters into the train car and all the passengers look up and see him and they say, why, he's almost naked. <laughs> They've all got the same exact descriptor for it. <laughs> I believe this. Let me check my chart. This qualifies as almost naked. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is like a very common occurrence that someone <laughs> is almost naked. So like they all kind of know exactly yeah, how to refer to it. Yeah, I mean, what the laws of the land are when it comes to <laughs> citizens arrest uh, for almost naked criminals. Yeah, they do have roving bands of children that just tear the clothes off people. So. That's true. Yeah. In a world like this, you always have to be prepared for something like that. (laughs) It's a bad part of Magic Town. (laughs) Mushroomville. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They're all horrified that Jack is almost naked. Like that that mother holding the baby's eyes like shrieks and covers the baby's eyes while the baby is still laughing about Jack's almost (laughs) naked body. Yeah. Jack walks up through the train cars and sees uh, the rabbit ears poking up. Uh, from a chair t- towards the front of the car. And he sneaks up on it and he's almost about to grab it. But then the passengers, all of them <laughs> descend on him at once and pull him away through the car, like restrain him and pull him back yeah. out through the train car in this weird like citizen's arrest moment of like, we got to take justice into our own hands here. <laughs> this man's almost naked. Well, if the constable's not going to do anything about this, I'm going to have to. <laughs> I actually expected it to be a bit where he got to the ears and found out it wasn't the rabbit. I expected like, right, like another person like, hey, yeah. let me go. Hey, what are you taking my rabbit hat for? I love that hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I expected the same thing, too, uh, but we never got a chance because all these these citizens just absolutely pounce on Jack and pull him away. And and the train reaches the station and they they literally pull him all the way off of the train. Um and some of these police officers in the station uh, see him and run to arrest him as they're restraining him. Uh, but Jack looks up away from him and sees the white rabbit entering another train um, and manages to break free from the the mob and runs onto this other train. The officers enter the train behind him and then we can see Jack crawling through the train, like trying to avoid these officers. Yeah, he's Metal Gear soliding through the train. He's being very sneaky. No one seems to notice his almost naked body uh, on this particular train. Thank God. Probably because he didn't blow anything up when he got on it. <laughs> didn't make a highly dramatic scene. <laughs> yeah, no, this one a little more stealthy. Um, he manages to crawl all the way up to the front of the train into the engineer's car. Yeah, opens the door and the engineer looks at Jack. He's this squat little man wearing like a blue and white striped uniform and like a little engineer's hat. Yep. Like this little mustachioed gentleman. <laughs> I like him too. I like this guy a lot. Um, looks at Jack and Jack like shushes him. Um but the engineer looks up at an alarm uh, in the car and goes to reach for it. But Jack, like, pinches a nerve on his neck and, like, knocks the engineer out. <laughs> Jack's been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. Yeah, yeah, essentially that. Um, knocks him right out. 
And uh, yeah, he faints. Uh, the officers hear the sound of him fainting and they walk up to the engineer car and open the door. And when they do, <laughs> we can tell that Jack has swapped clothes or stolen the clothes of the engineer and he's got his back facing to the police officers but we see him yeah in sort of the chair in this car wearing that striped uniform with the hat yeah um he looks very funny even just seeing his back yeah yeah because the suit is like way too big for him he's kind of like he's eclipsed in this outfit he's got like his little hands and his little head poking out of it It's very ill-fitting, but looks very funny. Um, But even from here, Jack does (laughs) does the funniest thing he has ever done on this television show. Have you seen an almost naked man on a train? Uh, No, sir. I can't say I have. (laughs) He's gotten a lot better at acting in the last few minutes. (laughs) <laughs> he's really leaning into these roles. Yeah. He's really is like, all right, well, if this is how I'm going to get out of it, I got to really put on a performance. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like, I love this line delivery. It's literally, like, <laughs> I think it might be one of the funniest things Jack has done on this TV show yet. Um, and again, the officer says like, oh, well, if you do see a naked man, like, please let us know. And Jack again, in that British voice says back to them, oh, y- yes, sir, of course. <laughs> yeah, really good. I love the idea of, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Phil Lamar is very funny, like delivering all these lines. But I love the idea of like Jack being like, oh, I have to figure out how to do a British accent. I've never done this before. I'm from feudal Japan. Like <laughs> yeah. I've never had to do this. English isn't even my first language. <laughs> I met Robin Hood, but all we did was shoot arrows at wealthy merchants. <laughs> With large butts. It's very funny it made me laugh a good amount um those officers leave the train car and jack like looks over at the unconscious engineer in his underwear um feel bad for that guy yeah that nearly or that almost naked engineer almost naked engineer luckily they didn't see him or he might have been taken away by the by the cops <laughs> jack should have just been like yeah he's right here <laughs> he's right he's right over here take him gentlemen. away boys <laughs> uh, not fast thinking enough, I guess, because that might have worked. <laughs> Jack leaves the <laughs> engineer car and starts to walk towards the car where the white rabbit is. But the other passengers on this train panic uh, because they realize that now nobody is driving the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they push Jack back into the engineer car like, come on, man, you've got to drive this thing. <laughs> so. But it's a it's a living bug, right? Like, couldn't it just couldn't it just handle it on its own? I kind of thought the same thing, but you know, maybe it doesn't have the capacity to do that. I don't know. Or they they like had to back at the the formation of this civilization, they had to hunt down these giant bugs that they now use their their corpses as their mass transit. Right, they're just hollowed out. Yeah, filled with machinery. Um, ooh, that's grim. Yeah, but possible. Yeah, we don't know. Um, in any case, yeah, now Jack has to figure out how to drive this train as they're approaching an intersection where another one of these trains is passing. Um, and he like frantically tries to wake up the engineer, but he won't wake up. So now Jack looks at like all these levers and buttons, like all over the control panel. 
um, starts pulling them randomly, like the windshield wipers go off and yeah. like a train horn blares. It's pretty, it's good comedy fun. <laughs> but he manages to push uh, one of the buttons that, that makes the train lift off and start flying wildly through the sky, which like, if that was an option, like why do they even have the rails? I don't know. Yeah. There's questions. <laughs> why do they just fly these things everywhere? Um, That's, yeah, maybe just a fail safe or I don't know. Hard to say, um, but one of these passengers bursts in to the engineer car and says to Jack, uh, don't you know what you're doing? Use the trackball, man. <laughs> and sure enough, there's a fucking marble madness trackball like on this control panel, um, which if that passenger knew that that's how to control the flying train, maybe he should be the one yeah, driving the train. Why didn't he just take over? Also, if I if I was in charge of a train and I saw a trackball, I would not touch it. That would be like, what what is this thing going to be used for? Doesn't make any sense to me. Not playing like yeah. golf or anything over here. He might be. There might be a golden tee in the engineer the car of, yeah. of the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack. Jack starts like frantically spinning this trackball, like trying to avoid all these other like bug cars and obstacles flying through the sky. Um, it looks very funny because, yeah, like these oversized gloves on his outfit, like look very funny as he's like rubbing his hands all over the trackball, like trying <laughs> to get it to go the direction he wants. Um, but they weave around the sky for a little while, avoiding everything. But they they clip another vehicle, like just barely, but their train starts crashing towards the ground and it, it lands on the ground in this huge, fiery explosion. <laughs> Jack is just destroying this place. The entire city, yeah. He stumbled into it, and yeah, he's completely wiping out all of their infrastructure. <laughs> it's a very Alice in Wonderland thing to do. Yeah, he he survives the crash, but his engineer outfit is completely burned away, so now he's almost naked again. Um, he runs outside of the wreckage of the train, which we do see the other passengers are, like, getting out of the cars, so, you know, they're all right. Yeah, they didn't die. Everything's fine. Jack hasn't killed anyone this episode. No, yeah, no, no killing in this episode. Uh, rare for Jack because he's got such a bloodlust usually. Yeah, obviously, apart seen. from the Alaskan bullworm at the beginning, we're not in- including that in this count. <sighs> right, he took him down hard. Yeah, don't don't write us about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jack he gets out of the wreckage and he sees uh, that white rabbit running into the forest around them uh, and he runs after the rabbit uh which things get a little trippy in this forest like he runs past a bunch of flowers that have a man's face in them yep. that start clearing their throat at him yeah that is very alice in wonderland though <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah this is a very odd strange forest like he stops near this big plant, like this big hollowed out tree that's got like a bunch of Swiss cheese holes all over it. Um, and he sticks his ear near one of the holes to like try to listen. And a tongue shoots out of it and starts licking the inside of his ear. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Which is like really fucked up. Uh, and he like walks away from it. And we could see a bunch of tongues like sticking out of every hole and waggling around <laughs> like their Squidward doing his interpretive dancing routine at the talent show. Yeah, yeah. It's like this really bizarre tree. Um, he hears a noise and he, he looks over at a hollowed out log uh, like this fallen over tree. And uh, there's some moss like rustling on the front of it. 
So he kneels down and crawls inside of the tree and he crawls all the way through this very long tunnel, which ends in a, a pit that he falls into, which he looks around and there's like no way out of this pit from what he can see. Mm-hmm. But he notices there's some tracks on the floor uh, in front of him leading sort of directly into the wall, which he reaches out with his hand and pushes away a false wall that reveals this small room that is filled with like very strange artifacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and 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 in the room he can see behind like a cushion those rabbit ears are poking up. Um and he reaches for the ears and grabs them in his hand and pulls it right up and pulls the rabbit right up to his face and does pull up like a whole rabbit body right in front of him. But it turns out that there is a little girl yelling at Jack to put her down. And and what it is is she's wearing a backpack that is in the shape of a white rabbit. Yep. What a twist. Which explains a lot, you know, kind of explains a lot of the weird kind of animation. And maybe that's why we couldn't see the sword and the gi the whole time they were chasing each other. Yeah, maybe. It makes sense. She put him in the bag. Yeah, it all makes sense. Um, yeah, she she demands that Jack put her down and uh, he does. And uh, yeah, she's like this little street urchin British cockney girl <laughs> like saying, oh, he put me down, gov. Oi, what's all this then? Oi, mate. (laughs) Crikey, I'm pretty sure she says. And Jack says, that's not really what, I don't know. Now we're mixing things up. Jack uh, demands his sword and his gi back. um, And she says, all right, well, calm down. Let me open up the backpack, which she opens up the white rabbit backpack and his sword falls out. Mm. So there you go. So there you go. That's where it went. (laughs) Uh, But now we get the explanation uh, that will sort of instantly make us be on this little girl's side. Mm. Did not your parents teach you it is wrong to steal? I don't have any parents. I'm all alone. Oh, here comes the sob story. All right. Don't buy it, well, Jack. She's full of shit. She's winning Jack over. She's winning me over. You know, my heart has fully turned to the side of this little girl. She's got no parents. She's all alone in this world. I don't believe it. <laughs> um well you don't have to that's okay she'll uh it's it's all gonna work out for jackie and this little girl in the end um she admits that she did steal the stuff but she took it only because it looked very valuable and uh she says almost as valuable as robot slug tusks and jack says robot slug tusks i happen to know where some of those might be <laughs> i've seen some of those before um, yeah, and he remembers the fight from the beginning of the episode where he was fighting a robot slug, I guess is what we can refer to that beast as no longer Alaskan bullworm. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Um, although that's but... that's what I'll remember. <laughs> yeah. I'll remember it as Alaskan bullworm. Yeah, it, it cuts back to that swamp and the little girl watches as Jack bursts out of the water holding the slug's gigantic tusks above his head. <laughs> So, like, not only was it enough that, like, he had to kill this beast, but then he had to mutilate its dead corpse yeah. lying at the bottom of the swamp. Jack's a robot slug poacher now. I think maybe that was the greater crime instead of being almost naked. Yeah, and the 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 multiple acts of terrorism he committed around this city. Hmm. None of that 
matters when there's nudity afoot. <laughs> Almost nudity. Almost nudity. Um, yeah, he uh, he hands these giant tusks to the little girl, which is funny because she like puts them on her back and they're like five times the size as she is. Yeah. But she thanks Jack. She says, uh, I'll, I'll never go hungry again. <laughs> and runs away out of the swamp. And and Jack is kind of not sure what to make of everything that's just happened to him and literally says, a stranger world than this. I fear I have yet to visit. Ooh, that foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm not sure that it is. <laughs> I think he might just literally be saying, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Which is kind of what I'm saying. Um, but he walks away out of the swamp as that jaunty chase music kicks in again and we're all having a good time and you're like all right that's the end of the episode Mm -hmm. but wait there's more there is more (laughs) not much but uh we get the credits image that red credits image of jack's eyes uh but instead of the usual stinger that kicks in uh we hear a tingling noise and then that elephant fairy drifts in front of like the Samurai Jack logo. Yeah. It just lingers for a minute, like floating, like looking directly into the camera and then just vanishes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so, we didn't get an explanation before. We don't get an explanation now. But they make a point of it to like very clearly make to be like, hey, mm, makes you think like, what is this? Remember fairy this guy? What, maybe maybe he's uh, maybe he's the reason all this happened. Uh, maybe <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We'll never In know. any case, <laughs> the elephant fairy disappears, and then that is truly the end of the episode. Yep. Watch it. We've had now a few episodes where I've sort of said at the end, like kind of recapping our thoughts, I don't really know how I feel about the episode Mm -hmm. just yet. Like, can't tell if I loved it, can't tell if I hated it, like not sure what to make of character X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, This might be the greatest example of that sort of to date I really don't know what just happened. Really? Is the window really you either loved it or you hated it? Well, not either, but are those really the extremes? Like you, you. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a man of extremes, Brendan. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a stance. It's going to be a firm Only one. Sith deal in absolutes, Nick. Um, I, it's not so much that, whereas like, I, I am willing to like an episode just fine or be like, oh, I don't know. It didn't really work for me. I don't know how I felt about this episode. I don't know what to make of what just happened. I liked this one a lot. Uh, this may be my favorite one uh, of the season so far. Oh, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I'm, let, I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little early. <laughs> hey, but uh, get it. But but I, I did really like this one. It, it had like enough like just like wacky cartoon energy that sometimes the show lacks in. Uh, <laughs> the music was awesome. There was actually a bit I meant to bring it up, but I forgot. So I'll bring it up now when uh, he's being chased by the mob. The music is like kind of high tones and like jaunty, like you said. And then he switches to the princess costume. And when he runs or tries to run out of the building, we get uh, the same kind of sound or the same the same song. But it's like a lower register and like kind of mm. like calmer than it was before. 
That's cool. Yeah, I really like the way they played with it. And I'm pretty sure there's one point when he jumps out of the, the taxi that he makes like a noise. <laughs> <laughs> like Laura Dern saying pew when she shoots the gun in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, it seems exactly like that where he jumps out and he goes pshaw. Like <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like this is <laughs> this is like the weirdest like just kind of like most unexpected episode yeah. that we've had. Like I, I didn't remember this episode at all. No, same. And like everything that happened, I just went, what? Like, what the fuck? What are they even trying to do? <laughs> Why are they doing? And this? it's like, we, I, yeah, and it's, and it's like we talked about, like sometimes they lean into the Alice in Wonderland stuff. Sometimes they don't like, it 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 was weird. It's like I don't even yeah I don't even know what the theme was other than Jack lands in crazy mushroom town. <laughs> Jack goes to crazy town and and changes his outfits several times over, <laughs> which I did like that. Yeah, quite a quite a great deal. Yeah, I thought it was really um, fun. It seemed like they were having a lot of fun playing around with like <laughs> what different costumes can we get him in. <laughs> Yeah, we got all the versions of Jack that exist. Uh, yeah, Jack is now an established actor mm-hmm. in this world. Um, yeah, famous amongst the children of this world. <laughs> Although when he ripped the uh, the the door off the train and blew those guys up before it showed them okay, I was like, oh, Nick's going to hate that. That's so out of character for Jack to just straight up murder those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he wasn't really trying to straight up murder those guys, but at least they did make the point to be like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can only say it so many times. I don't know. <laughs> I just this. It, I don't really know what we just witnessed. And I don't know if I absolutely loved it or like <laughs> didn't. I don't know. We're going to, this is one we're going to have to, I'm going to have to ruminate on this one for a long time. You've got time. But I'm glad that you got so much out of it. Yeah. You got time to, uh, to put together your thoughts for it. Really figure out where it sits with you. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to let this one digest. Um, and it's not going to go down easy. I'll (laughs) tell you that. Cause it's, it's got some weird odds and ends. Uh, but it was definitely a fun one to describe. Um, yeah, now that that is that is all we have to say about this episode. Um, I guess I'll yeah take the time to think about how I really felt about it and sort of how I feel about it in comparison to all the other episodes that we've watched so far this season. Because uh, we are now fast approaching the end of season two. I think we only have what two episodes. I think left. it's only two. Yep. Uh, so everyone out there listening, you've also got some time if you want to write in and tell us what your favorite episodes of the season are maybe a couple of your favorites a couple of your least favorites uh we'll we'll do something with it we haven't really discussed yes. what our exact plan for it is but it's coming up so we'll figure it yeah. out um yeah we would love it if you would do that uh we would love to know what everyone thought of season two uh and uh, anything else that you might think about um sort of about the individual episodes that we've watched so far or about samurai jack as a whole um, any thoughts you might have, uh, definitely send them our way at Gotta Recap. Uh, Gotta Recap at gmail.com is the address. Um, as always, that is our favorite thing to do on the show is when we get emails from our dear listeners. So make it happen. Yeah, do it up. And of course, follow us on social media at Gotta Recap, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. 
Uh, we will see you all all there for more fun and lots of good picks of the episodes. This this week had a lot of good images to pull. I will tell you that. Oh yeah. Um, including that sexy ass Jack in the waterfall. <laughs> Jack was looking fucking cut in that scene. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> My man was looking good. I mean, I promise to not say this anymore on the show, but Jack was looking like a snack. <laughs> snack with two C's. Samurai snack, somewhat somewhat called. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. That's what we should have named the podcast. <laughs> Damn it. Samurai snack. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, that's our next podcast, which sort of approaches this show in a very different <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, at got to recap. And then, uh, yeah, if you could hit us up on Apple podcasts with a five star review, uh, that would be much appreciated. Thank you for taking the time to go ahead and do that. Yeah. Thank you. Brendan, I'm exhausted. Mm hmm. Same. Uh, it It is late, and I have just tried to wrap my mind around a lot of very weird things that I saw this <laughs> week. So I got <laughs> to give myself a rest here. I got to recuperate from, from all of this madness. Oh, yeah. But certainly much more madness to come as we proceed through Samurai Jack Season 2 ending, fast approaching. Can't wait to get there. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what comes up. So I can see how they wrap this one up compared to uh, last season's finale. A tall task for sure, because oh, yeah. we did love last season's finale. But uh, I trust them to do the right thing. Uh, we will get there in the coming weeks. Uh, but until then, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.